Good evening. Welcome to Elizabeth Chapel. We're thankful that you're with us tonight in our prayer meeting hour and prayer meeting time. Uh, I'm here tonight. I've got a special friend and a guest with me, Justin Kentrell. And Justin is, well, we just have a good time praying together, fellowshipping together. God's doing a powerful, powerful work in Justin's life. In fact, probably, oh, it's not been a year ago, maybe seven, eight months ago, we started a support group. We call it a Sunday school class, but really it's a small group, and you lead that, Justin. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, and God is really using that in a great way, and I'm thankful that God raised you up uh, to do that, and I'm glad you're with us tonight. Uh, As we get started, just take a moment, and I know all of our church family know you real well, Justin. They've seen you grow up, know your family. But in case somebody's watching tonight that's never met you, tell us a little bit about Justin Cantrell Alrighty. and what God's been doing in your life. Thank you, Brother Joel. Uh, my name's Justin. I'm originally from Smithfield. Uh, I'm 32 years old. I've grew up in this church. Uh, I ran from it most of my life, though. I ran from God most of my life. I just wanted to do what Justin wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. He didn't really listen to much, so with that caused a lot of uh, trouble, a lot of consequences in my life. Um, both my parents are addicts as well, so I grew up in a, um, a dysfunctional home. Uh, my dad was hardly ever around. And with that caused a lot of depression, a lot of uh, anxiety, you name it. I went through it. Later on, it caused me to uh, just feel like I didn't have any self-worth and stuff. Uh, Satan just drove that force within my life and every aspect of my life. So eventually, you know, I turned to, to drugs and alcohol, and that was my solution at the time. Uh, all along, I was, I was mad at God. I was running from God. And, uh, you know, I, I've just come to church Maybe uh, when my grandparents would come on Easter, or, you know, uh, I was never faithful to the church or, or, or to God. You know, I was just faithful to self and what self wanted to do. And uh, so that caused a, a, a lot of trouble in my life. Um, like I said, I, I abused myself with uh, drugs and alcohol. I used well over 15 years, I'd say. Uh, anything I could get my hands on just to try to fill that void inside me. Uh, at all costs necessary, I, I was after my next fix. And uh, that, that took me down a, a road of, of rehabs, jails, prisons, institutions, and spiritually dead. That I had uh, no spiritual life to me whatsoever. It was all about you know, my next fix. Shortly uh, after I'd got in trouble by the law, I went to a, a recovery courts in Cookville, Tennessee, and in that program, I just started, you know, devoting myself to the 12 steps and everything that they, you know, uh, instilled in me. And in that process, I found I reconnected with Jesus. And 
uh, found my higher power, which I call Jesus Christ. And in that, was a, it was a long road. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was, it's been well worth it. I've got over three years clean, about three and a half years clean now. Uh, I go to church every time the doors is open and try to be of service of every opportunity and uh, try to give it back to any anybody or anything that I can involving recovery or, or addiction in general. Um, yeah, uh, since being in, since being clean, you know, I've I've also went to school and got my certified peer recovery specialist. Uh, go to different facilities and speak, and I just give back to the community any way I can. I just feel that God laid that on my heart to do. I feel like it was a purpose. Uh, I feel like it's my purpose of getting clean. It wasn't, you know, everything I went through wasn't for nothing. It, it, mm-hmm. all, it all had a purpose to it. You know, it took me a while to, to see that. But getting clean and seeing God's purpose in my life has been, you know, well worth mm-hmm. staying clean. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, thank you, Justin, for that word. Now, let me, I want to ask you a couple of questions tonight, and one of them deals with the church. You're talking about the church and how important the church is in your life. Let's say a church that loves people, that's a praying church, a Bible-teaching church that really loves to honor God. How important is that, a church like that, in the life of a guy sort of like you've described, who's coming out of addiction, who needs to get their life turned around. We've been in this time of the shutdown, and we haven't even been able to go to church until just the last couple of weeks. But how important is a, a good, solid church that loves people to a, to a guy like yourself who's recovering? It's, it's been key to my relationship with uh, other people, like-minded people, um, it's been key to uh, my accountability in, in my recovery. Uh, I'm accountable. I feel that these people hold me accountable, and it's very imp- it was very important for me to get into my church and be of service and and to be around like-minded people. Uh, just like you know, say I was in my addiction, I was around like-minded people that was just after what they could get, and that was their their drug of choice of whatever it may have been that day. You know, I was around those people, and that was the force driving me, and that's what I did. So I just kind of, I chose a different path. And going down that different path, I had to surround myself with like-minded people that was going after that same goal. And I just, I I strive for it, and I want to do the best I can in there. And and without, without the church and without the people, um, I could go astray easily, and I just—I'm I, I, very thankful for this church. Very thankful for the opportunity that this church allows me to come and 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 be a part of, be accepted for who I am. Um, I spent most of my life, like I said, running from the church because of guilt, shame, uh, remorse, uh, Satan whispering in my ear, telling me I wasn't good enough mm-hmm. all the time. Those people are judging you. You know, and, and all that is a lie. You know, once I broke the ice and was able to actually, you know, get involved with the church, I seen the real truth behind the church. Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioned that in your testimony when you gave it here, and you told me that before. 
about how that you actually, when you are coming out of a, a life, whether it's addiction or just a life of sin, I mean, we are all sinners saved by grace. Amen. And when you come out and you start coming back to the church, you want to get your life right with God, the devil does attack. <laughs> he whispers in your ear, like you're saying. And oh, those folks really don't care. They really don't love you. And, and you taught me something about that as a pastor of a long, long time, that I need to be careful that, that we as the church be very careful that we don't be misunderstood. But yet at the same time, Boy, the devil just works overtime, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And, and pushing people away. And you hit on something that I think is really key, I know, in my life. Uh, and I've been raised in the church. I started preaching and pastoring at a very young age. But yet at the same time, I realize how close I am to falling away if I don't have Christian friends. There's something about the way God has made us as believers, that we need Christian friends. You've seen that, haven't you? Is that, yes, sir. you know, the, the, the sort of talk a little bit more about that. You're like in your, peer, your, your life group here on Sunday morning, your small group. How does that affect those that are coming, being able to be there together? I think it helps a lot for, uh, for us to gather and, and to be a part of something, you know, because. In in my addiction, you know, I, I've always seeked something to be a part of. I always wanted to be a part of something, and being able to come here every Sunday morning and having that group allows us to be a part of something bigger than us. And uh, I believe it's key for my recovery. And I I also think that uh, you know us being able to gather here as as one allows people to come and 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 hear the message and see hope through me and through the others that's in the class. And we can just gather there and, and share whatever's on our heart. And uh, it allows us to, to trust and, and to be a part of something bigger than we are. How important is it, Justin, for a person, if they start out and they're trying their best to get things turned around, if they stumble and fall away, how important is it for them not to give up, to get back up and come try again. Yeah, that's 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 key. I've stumbled a million times. You know, I I want to say I'm the king of relapse, uh, and but the thing is, is I never gave up. You mm -hmm. know, and and seeing you know God in a different way today is is key for me because He never gave up either. Oh, uh, there's people there's people that die every day from overdose and. You know, that could have been me at any given moment, you know. Uh, the next time that, you know, I used, that could have been me. God had his hand over me, and he, and he carried me even when I was mad at him. I didn't want to see the truth, hear the truth. He was still there all along, especially the lifestyle that I lived. And the things that I did, um, I probably shouldn't be here tonight, but it was all because of God and his covering over me. Well, that's good. Right? I love that. <laughs> God never gave up. Wasn't that the way God is? Yeah. It's sort of like it's sort of like that story in the Bible of the prodigal son. God just never gives up. Boy, that's some good news. Amen. That's some real, real hope. Well, let me ask you another question, Justin. Uh, you were talking about the twelve step program. 
And you've taught me how effective that is of setting goals, things of that nature. And I liked it when you talked about your higher power. You know who it is. Amen. Jesus. Jesus is your higher power. How about the Word of God? How important in your recovery and in you living your Christian life out is the Scripture, the Holy Word of God that the Holy Spirit wrote? How important is that? It's very, it's very important because it feeds my spirit. It keeps me on track. And it's like if, I, if I'm feeling any t- sort of way through that day, all i got to do is pull the Scripture up. We've got a Jesus column we read every morning, and about every morning, you know, it just hits the Spirit, and it opens the day up for me to feel protected, uh, gives me the strength that I need. It gives me just a, just a word that I need through the day. It's very important for us as uh, Christians, but it's, it's important for people that's on the, on the fence as well, you know, to get, to get into. And, uh, you know, I've been on the fence many times in my life, and I could read the Bible being locked up or just on my darkest day I, I, I would run across the word and it would hit me you know uh, so it's a it's a it's a crucial tool to my recovery mm-hmm. is there a, a certain verse or a certain passage in the Bible that is your favorite or something you turn to a lot Proverbs uh, 27 19 I believe it is is as in uh, water Face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. I believe it's all a heart condition. You know, and once that heart's changed, I think your whole life can change. Man, that's good stuff. Once your heart changes, your whole life can change. Because we're really talking about a heart issue, aren't we? Yes. A heart issue, a heart that needs to be changed by God, by His power, and by trusting Jesus. Well, we're going to, we're getting close to winding up. I want to share a verse of Scripture in a moment. But before I do that, just tell folks, um, invite folks to your Sunday school class that would like to come. You all, I think, are, for now, are meeting right down in the basement. That yes. door right off of, uh, what what's the name of the road right out here? Allen's Ferry Road, mm-hmm. just the, the, well, the golf, golf course road. But you all are right in that area. Just invite folks to your class. Yes, uh, we would love to have anybody. We want to meet you right where you are. We, we would love for you to come and be a part of this. We'd like for you to come grow with us. Uh, we meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. here at the church. Uh, we're in the basement right now. Uh, usually we meet in the gym, but all you got to do is show up and somebody puts you in the right direction. Um, we we're here for not only drugs and alcohol, but any any sin. Any if you uh, eat too much like me, uh, if you're on your phone too much like me, uh, we welcome you. Uh, we just want to help you. We just want we just want you to have a safe place to come and uh, and be a part of and trust and allow God to work in your life as He is ours. Well, thank you, Justin. The verse I want to read tonight, a couple of verses here, is in Romans chapter eight, verses one and two. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation at all for those in Christ, those that have been saved, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now now listen, listen to this next verse. It talks about two different laws. I know when you gave your testimony, I believe uh, Jeremy Taylor was here. 
And Jeremy came specifically to hear you because he had chased you around from time to time and <laughs> took you into jail. And I, I never forgot how he came up. And after the service, you guys just embraced. And boy, it was a great, great time. But there's two laws that the Scripture talks about here. There is the law of sin and death. And there is the law of the Spirit of life. Now the law of sin and death is this. If I continue in my sin and refuse to repent, I'm cutting my life short. And eventually God's going to take me out of here before my allotted time because I'm sinning and I won't turn my life over to the Lord. But that law of sin and death also is this. When Adam sinned, he died spiritually. When we sin, we die spiritually until Jesus saves us and we get saved. Amen. But the next law it talks about in this verse is the law of the spirit of life. Now watch this. The law of sin and death is going to take me to hell. It's going to take me to my grave. But the law of the spirit of life is what happens when I get saved and I get born again. It's the Holy Spirit who convicts me of my sin, who points me to Jesus, who exalts Jesus and says, Son, you need to trust Jesus as your Savior. He died on the cross to pay for your sin. That's the Holy Spirit that tells us that, along with the Word. And when I surrender my life to Jesus and ask Him to save me, He saves me and forgives me. That's this law of the spirit of life. Jesus said He is the life. He gives us life. He gives us eternal life. I was dead in trespasses and sin, but when I met Jesus, He gave me new life that only comes through Him. That's what Justin and I have been talking about tonight. When He gave His heart to Jesus, the law of sin and death was taken away and the Spirit gave him life eternal and changed that heart and changed that life. That's what Romans is talking about. Join us here at our church. We'll help you discover how to live for Jesus, how to serve Him. Be a part of this life group that, uh, that Justin is in. And I know God's going to use this in a great way in your life. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Justin, if you don't mind, would you just lead us in a brief prayer as we close here tonight? Yes, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you tonight. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come and just, just to allow you to use us in a mighty way, Lord. We just ask that you just bring people to us that need it need you, that need us, Lord, that need the church, that need to need the support group, Lord. We just want to lift up all the prayer requests. We want to lift up all the, the sick, the suffering, Lord. Lord, most of all, we just thank you for always showing up. Yes. Lord, yes. we thank you for all your love and your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the many blessings in our life, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you just be with us throughout the rest of this night, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us and have a good rest of your evening.